Welcome to Rick Fry in Real Time. We are brought to you by Oneness Ministries and the Stream Grace Network. I'm delighted to continue my series on people you should know. How is Redux going to be different? <laughs> Don't know if it will be. I, you know, I, I've met with so many pastors over the years, and this is my favorite line. Man, brother, I'm starting. I don't know why they're always a little more southern than me, but they are. <laughs> Said, man, brother, I'm starting a church, and we're gonna do things so different, man. I'm sick of the same old Sunday school at eight thirty. We're gonna have service, you know, nine thirty, ten o'clock, whatever they say. You know, they don't. I get out of the draw there. Anyway, they, they do their thing, and and they and so I say, all right, what are you, what are you gonna do this different? And they say, we're starting at ten forty-five, and our Sunday school is gonna be called Christian Education, or whatever. It's not different. It's not different. And this is the thing that's funny. A lot of people look at what we're doing, and it's it's akin to a home church. And I've been in that circle, too. And you know what's funny about the home church is it's just, it's just a big church, just not yet. Yeah. <laughs> that's They're all doing it the is. same thing. They're doing the exact same thing. Yeah. And, and, and you know this because in the casual conversation, this comes up. Man, I can't wait till we get a building. Yeah. <laughs> Why? I'm not sure where that comes from. Yeah. Right? I, I know a lot of places it comes from, but but from a standpoint of just without being cynical, it this is the natural mindset that people have is that we're going to go from a home church to a small church to a big church to being right back where everybody else is. Yes. So it's not that you have a problem with the way the church is structured. You have a problem of your place in that structure. And that's the distinction. I can tell you that I don't have a desire to be a part of church um, in any way that doesn't cultivate in a very significant and serious way bringing somebody closer to the creator of the universe. Yes. That, that is it. Can we say helping them realize that they are as close as they're ever going to get to the creator? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, of course, I use the semantics of our language okay. today. Okay. But yes, I mean, it's not that when I say closeness, it's a realization of where they are. Yes. It's, it's not an acquisition of of right. thing. They've acquired that. They've acquired um, But getting close to him, it's kind of like with my wife. This is my, my best way of explaining it. We've been married coming up on 26 years. Um, and uh, I'm closer today than I was before. Not for any other reason except for revelation. Yeah. Right? We were as close legally, physically, everything the day we got married uh -huh. okay but the revelation on both our ends now the difference on that with god is god doesn't have to have revelation about me he knows but <laughs> but on my end my revelation grows and so that entwines me as a as a spirit tighter with him as that revelation grows and and, and that's really that is absolutely the end game so when you ask how are we going to be different well i think the main thing is motivation and focus not to speak to others' motivations, because I don't know, but I can see what is done, right? I can see what they're doing, and it's not that I disagree with it. It's just the same thing that's been done. And I would argue that's not very effective. Right. Um, I don't know that what I'm doing is very effective, but I, I know it's not the same. <laughs> and that when my attention is to the person sitting across the table from me, and I just want to be whatever God wants me to be in that moment. Like, it's not effort. 
I don't want to come across as like I say, God, what do you want me to say? You know, it's just, it's being used by him. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I just, it's, you know, my, my central theme is just rest. <laughs> I'm going to rest in him. You know, we have three values, and they're the simplest values in the world, in my opinion, at Redux, and they're, they build on each other. The first one is know who you are and be who you are, which is simple, right? It's knowing who you are isn't you just figuring, like deciding it. I'm going to be this. It's discovering it. It's who am I based on the manufacturer? What am I created to be? Who am I created to be? Well, I can find that out through, through my relationship with God. I'm his. Well, that's good enough. That's, that's as far as the answer I need to go with, yeah. right? Number two is to hear his voice and follow his direction. Now, you can hear his voice and not follow his direction. That's going to kind of suck. Mm -hmm. um, so hearing his voice, and guess what, man? That's easy. We made it really hard. But it's easy, and it only becomes easy that first thing. If, if I know who I am, it's so much simpler to hear his voice. Now, because like I said before, when I have in those small groups, it's about trusting that I'm hearing his voice because we hear it all the yes. time. Yes. So when you've done that, what's the third thing you do? The thing he did, rest. Because in all of those first two things, knowing who I am, I don't. there's no activity in that. <laughs> there's revelation in that. In hearing his voice... And following his direction, there's his direction is to rest. I'll, I'll, spoiler alert: his direction is to rest because even when there's physical action, I'm not talking about laying down in a bed and it's like, all right, God, use me. <laughs> <laughs> but even when there's physical action, that action is done from a place of rest. It is not laborious. It doesn't mean you're not going to get tired. You know, we're creatures that get tired. I go to bed in the evening, but but it's not. It's not the effort that I've seen put forth by Christian leadership, by, by leaders who are like, start off a, a staff meeting with, you know, guys, I went to this conference, and I think we ought to try this. Like, the, those are daggers in the heart of someone who's trying to um, be who they are. Because now I'm conforming to your ideas of what you've learned at some conference, and it may be God's will for you. I'm not, I can't speak to that. But I can speak to you starting with, I saw this at a conference and I'd like to try, as very, very non-committed. I don't, I don't think a person who says that statement has a very uh, strong conviction that God spoke to them. Because yeah. I don't remember Moses going to Pharaoh and going, listen, I had this idea and I'd like to see what you think about it. Would you just spitball in here, but what do you think <laughs> about letting the, the, Jewish, or the Hebrew people go? Ah, I probably shouldn't have said anything. My, what, just spit, just just an idea. Yeah. That's not how Moses went to him. And so, in the same token, why do we do that? That's that's why we work hard. That's why we wear out because yeah. we just try a bunch of crap looking for results. The results are irrelevant. Your results are garbage anyway. If I went out right now and grew a church to two hundred thousand people, everybody would say I was doing God's will, and not one thing I just said indicates doing God's will. Because at no point did I say, God asked me to go do that. God wanted me to do that, spoke to me, led me, whatever. If God isn't, that, it isn't central to all of that, then you're just going and doing something awesome and good on you. Great. Yeah. But is that really accomplishing anything? I, I, can't, I can't get past the reality that we weigh the results <laughs> based on a standard of man's approval. And we can't see that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, sorry, I wow. soapboxed a lot there. Um, <laughs> there was something you said. Um, 
about God um, tell me you what to do or tell me to do something mm -hmm. and that seems like it's sort of an unprotect, unproductive question mm -hmm. because sometimes and I hope this makes sense I hope this makes sense mm -hmm. some of us I've heard it, the analogy that we're tools in a drawer. Yeah, yeah, I've and, said that. Yeah, and some of us are a knife. Mm -hmm. And we go, God, what do you want me to stir? <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, I, I love this analogy. Yeah. Um, we're not all made right. or not all designed to go do... I was an artist for 20, 30 years of my life. Right. And God said, that's over. I want you to do this. Right. And I had to hear him. I had to, you have to learn to hear him in right. order for him, for, in order for me to go do that. Sure. Well, and when you, I love that you brought that up because when I talk about the tools, there's two big things I talk about. One, I talk about the specialty tools, so don't let me forget to cover that. Okay. But, but the big thing is, if I'm building something and I need a drill, um, and I've got a drill sitting on the table and it just keeps going off on its own. I'm not using that drill. I have zero confidence in that drill, yeah. and that drill may hurt me or hurt others. Okay, by the same token, if I'm a tool that God's using, and I'm doing it on my own, and I'm God, I don't trust that tool. Yeah. He awesome. may go off and hurt me and hurt others. So that's part one. Part two is specialty tools. Dude, when I got a motorcycle, I bought more tools than I ever thought I'd ever buy. And I didn't work on the motorcycle. That was just to add accessories. <laughs> but you know, there are there are little nuts and bolts and stuff you gotta get to that your this hand doesn't fit there. Yeah. And I remember buying this one long extension that was on a spring and I thought it was the coolest thing ever because it was for a ratchet set and it was on a spring so you could make turns and you ratchet still. And I thought, that's super cool. I used it one time. One time, and, and I did buy a cheap version of the tool, but, but they typically cost a pretty good amount of money. Mm -hmm. And you think, man, I'm gonna spend a lot of money, not even for a thing that I can use all the time. I'm gonna spend a lot of money on something that I need to use one time. But here comes the beauty of this reality. Without that tool, I could not do that project. Mm -hmm. I had to have that tool. Some people in the kingdom of God are specialty tools. They have one incredibly valuable need or use. And they may find themselves sitting around going, all these other tools are being used and I am stuck up here on this pegboard just watching it happen. And they get antsy and frustrated, not ever, and they begin to get their value based on their amount of use. Well, let me just tell you, the tools that get used the most in my workshop are the cheapest tools. The hammer, the screwdriver, dime a dozen. But when I need that specialty tool hanging on the shelf, it's ready. I pull it off the shelf. It's it's brand new. It's 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 going to be at its best because yeah. it's not overworked. And I didn't use it as a hammer because I couldn't find the hammer, right? And so, learning as a as a believer to rest, and this is where the rest comes in, to know that hey, I'm not useless because I'm not active right now. Amen. I have Amen. intrinsic value, and you talked about being an artist. That's my favorite view of, of intrinsic value. Mm -hmm. You've got art all through this building that I've seen from you, and I love all of it. You know, my, I rarely find somebody who paints the way that I like, and so it's really cool. Yeah. But when you finish a painting, its value is less than that of the materials it's made of up until, because you can't reuse them, right? right. So that paint, you can't reuse it, okay. so now it's worth less. Yeah. 
but as soon as it's sold, it's worth whatever it was sold for, right? Right. So our intrinsic value is the same. My value isn't built on anything except for the price paid for me. Good. And the price paid for me was by Christ, and he gave the biggest thing he could ever give for me, and that's his life. That makes me priceless. And interestingly enough, that's not a unique thing to me. It's true of every human on the planet. And for some people, that diminishes it. Mm -hmm. But when you're talking about infinity, God is forever. He sent his son to pay a forever price. He didn't pay a singular price for the state of things where they are. He paid a price for where they were, where they are, and where they will be. That makes the price paid for me not just priceless, but infinitely priceless. Yes. And so there's no devaluation because of the number of it. Amen. 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 <laughs> I don't know what to do when I say those things. I get so excited, and then I just end. <laughs> That's why I don't preach from the pulpit, because it's like, all right, bye. <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> See you next week. Right. Um, you've kind of answered this question, but I'm going I'm to go ahead and ask it. Have you found have you found yourself disillusioned hmm. by the traditional church? Yeah. And you've you've talked about that I, yeah, already. I have. But, but I have I, but it's not about the reason the reason I'm disillusioned with it is not the reasons I talked about. Okay. Um I mean those probably play in for sure, but uh I don't like um I, I want people in, in to, to to share a similar passion, and I don't find that as often as I want to. Mm -hmm. um, over the years, I've I've uh, I've been in leadership positions where I've had to let some staff go at churches before. And I remember letting this guy go. He's a good friend of mine, still is today. So it wasn't an awkward thing, but um, he was a, a singles or I mean a young adults pastor, young marrieds. So that's the word I was looking for. Because, you know, in today's Western culture, we have all these different pastors. That's another thing we talk about. But anyway, he was a young marriage pastor, and uh, and I I was instructed to let him go. It's just the best part, right? Don't you love to be that guy? Yes. You don't make the decision, no. but you got to go do you it. you got to do it. So anyway, I called him up, and I said, hey, man. And he goes, oh, I know. And then he let me finish. <laughs> but, but he said to me, he goes, well, honestly, this just seemed like a good kiss job that I could do temporarily. And I appreciated his honesty with that. Made me nauseous. Just the reality that anybody would, would tritely go into that kind of work with the mindset of it's a cush job. And, and the thing is, I wish that was unique. But it just wasn't. And some of that, absolutely, I will own, is just pure, just total judgment on my end. Yeah. Just my own perception, my own judgment, wrong judgment. I mean, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying, I'm just looking at a person going, Ugh. Now, I, I don't do that all publicly and say this person and this person, but I'm just saying, I'm, I make a judgment. Well, you just and did I, do it publicly. Well, yeah, but I didn't say their name. Didn't okay. Say their name. Um, but I mean, my thing, the thing is, I'm, I'm doing that because I'm like, why, where is your give a crap? You know, yeah. where, why, you know, that's what somebody once said to me. Uh, they asked a question, and I don't remember even the context because it's universally true, uh, but it was something about why am I different about this or that? And I said, it's really easy. It's because I actually care. Right? It's not because I'm supposed to care. I actually care. I think it was in interviewing somebody. That's what it was. I said, I feel like when you interview me, you, you're really, you, you mean it. <laughs> I said, I do. 
I know it's weird. I'm actually genuinely interested <laughs> in what you have to say. It's not a put on. Yeah. And so I, that's that's just kind of my my nature, I guess. I want. I really am interested in in what makes a person tick. I've met, and I think I am, one of those people who are hardwired for urgency. Mm. There are things that I want to accomplish, and I feel urgent about doing it. Mm-hmm. I think that's the same thing as I really care. Yeah. Sure. I really care that this gets accomplished. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that separates excellence from, ah, it's good enough. Right. Sure. I think that's important for, and I, I, nobody want. I don't, I, I don't want to brag about, I, I don't want to boast about that stuff, but there are just things that I feel this has to happen. Mm-hmm. What we're doing right now is I feel that way about. Mm. This has to happen. People have to know who you are. Hmm. People have to understand what you can bring to their lives. And I think Redux is an excellent platform for that. Mm-hmm.